Hi everyone. So this one is coming to you pretty fresh off the vine. So this story took place literally this week. In fact, I'm recording it on the day it happened. So not much time for this one to age, but I think it's going to age like fine wine. (laughs) Ultimately, if you followed me on Instagram today, it was the courtroom chronicles. And what should have been a mundane trip to jury duty was, of course, because it's me, anything but. You know, it's always the magic and the mundane on this podcast. I can't say that this was magic, um, but I could definitely confirm it was not mundane. And I can also confirm that Lemony Snicket better watch his back because these series of unfortunate events, yeah. The reality is nothing's easy. And the reality is you have to make light of things because if you don't, it's truly stunning. But the reality is, okay, I've said that 15 times, stop saying that. But ultimately, the day that just unfolded in front of me, I was a passenger in my own life. I mean, things were truly happening that I was like, okay, this is peak performance. So without further ado, this is Mike attempting to fulfill his civic duties. Okay, this one's coming to you literally hot off the press. We're playing this one fast and loose. Literally, if you follow me on Instagram, one, God love you, but two, you would have lived with me through today's really just, we're going to call them historic events, because quite frankly, no one does jury duty like me, (laughs) at least not at the frequency that I do. So let's back up. It's the week of Christmas. I am excited. You know, I am, like we've talked about, Clark Griswold, the little elf. And what I get in the mail Christmas week is not what I'm expecting, okay? It's not addressed from Chris Kringle. Literally, my first, the first weekday, it's the jury summons, okay? Which I was like, okay, perfect. Let's just in time for Christmas bring the mood down with this little lovely. So I will say I made lemonade out of that. I posted a picture of it as the gift that keeps on giving Clark on my Christmas tree. And I ended up winning a $150 gift card for that in a photo contest in my office building. So you know what? It's not always as bad as it looks. However, the next day, now that jury summons, mind you, came in the mail the week of Christmas and said to call after 5 p.m. on February 8th. And I would be reporting on the 9th if I was chosen. Okay, so put that on the shelf. Had plenty of time marked my calendar, checking my list, you know, twice. The next day in the mail comes a similar summons. This one, though, is from the traffic people, and they are alleging that I parked in the fire lane, and (laughs) alleging they caught me in the fire lane. Okay, let's just say it. And what they had put on there was that it was my address, my license plate, but that I had a white Toyota Scion. And I was like, I drive a white Mazda SUV, so I don't know how you got my address and license plate on that car, but that ain't me. I'm like, perfect. Here's a loophole. $115. Now, I get traffic tickets pretty frequently, and or at least parking tickets, excuse me. And I literally was like, 115 How did we arrive at this fucking number? I had just gotten one two weeks prior in the strip district for $25. That's the going rate for a parking ticket. I was like, this is crazy. So I call the clerk at the time and she's like, oh, that is weird. Send in your registration. And of course, being who I am, I typed up a little note and just pointed out that this is the loading zone for my building. It was a Sunday. I was there for 30 minutes. I was unloading some groceries, something I had done 
countless times in the eight months since moving here, you'd want to wrap this up. They, being who they are, petty, wrote me back and said, well, you can come to traffic court on February 10th. Okay, these dates, remember, February 9th for this, February 10th, okay. Literally next day in the mail, I shit you not, this is every day leading up to Christmas Eve, the week of Christmas. I then get a notification that Pennsylvania has unlocked the new sort of level of terror, the electronic policeman. I must have been barreling in on two wheels, as per usual, on 79 South, going 75 in a 45 construction zone. No bueno, senor. What they have now here in Pennsylvania, the big brother state that we're becoming, are these electronic policemen. They take your photo, which this one I'm not getting out of, right? The $115 one also stunned me because it was a parking ticket that I never got on my dash. And as someone who would consider themselves a level 10 parking ticket consumer, I was stunned that there was nothing on my dash and it was said a Toyota. So I was like, I'm fighting this. This is bullshit. Cut to the electronic policemen. These fuckers have high-speed cameras. They've got me most likely singing to the fray. And they've got my license plate. That is absolutely, yep, that you got me. Now, thank Christ you get a pass-go one-time collection of euro dollars because it said that, you know, this was a first offense warning. But Christ, can you imagine 30 over in a construction zone? I would have been, my ass would have been grass. Okay, so I'm sending all this foundational work because all of this happens and it's just like completely awash for me before Christmas. But then we cut to February. So yesterday, like a good little citizen, I log on at 5 p.m. to the internet and I type in my, you know, juror code or whatever the fuck. I put in my dates, all these credentials, spinny wheel, and then I answer a COVID questionnaire. Now, we're rock stars at this. Two years in the making, you know, entering into season three of COVID, we vote answer to COVID questionnaire. No, I do not have a fever. No, I do not have chills. No, I do not have symptoms. No, I don't think I've been exposed. And no, I don't want to fucking be here, but I'm going to answer this honestly. Submit. Spinny wheel. Bam. You are required to report to jury duty at 830 tomorrow morning. Here we go. So, fine. That sounds good. I, like I said, had held my calendar, so I only had one or two things to move because I kind of was buffering for this will be my luck. I definitely have to plan as if I'm going, and then I'll have a bonus day of catch-up with not a lot of meetings if I'm not. So we're going to make lemonade, right? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get up a little bit earlier than we need to. We're going to go to Brugger's. We're going to get the Jesse Taylor special, that sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich with the cream cheese on the side. And what I thought I would do is go to the Omni William Penn Starbucks in the same building. They haven't reopened, but I'm hellbent and determined. So I walk down to Oxford. I get my Starbucks. Things are looking good. We're having sort of our L Woods moment. You know, we're off the reservation. It's a nice morning and sunny. We've got our Starbucks. We're, we're going to go do a little day in court. You know, it's the courtroom chronicles. So like every courtroom in court building, it's so fucking drab. And again, I have a frequent flyer pass at this place. I don't know how, but I feel like a lot of you wrote me today and were like, how often do you do this? Because it seems more common than the average person. And I'm going to tend to agree with that statement. I don't know why, but I am on the like, call this guy, he'll show up card. And that's the part of being a Capricorn that you really got to pace. Because while we're reliable, this isn't a genre that I want to be known for in my reliability. Okay. So you get in there, you take your little pamphlet. You get your fancy little juror sticker, make it official. 
And, you know, they file in like 50 people for these things because they got to make sure they have enough of a crop to harvest. And the judge comes in. He's real nice. He was actually really funny. Judge Hauser and Housie, excuse me. And he is giving us the lowdown, probably like a 25 minute sermon on the importance of this work, you know, how the court system works, how we got here, really methodically explained the stages of which we would experience the day, also what those stages meant. And it actually, for me, being somewhat of a nerd was like, this was a really cool edification on why this all happens, how it happens, the structures behind it. I don't think I'd ever been explained it that well uh, and with humor. And he really had a really nice, he did a nice job. He set a nice tone. That's where it ends. Okay. He exits and so do the good feelings. <laughs> so I'm foreshadowing here. So, okay. I have this in my head. I'm like, okay, we're in it for the day. So I brought my laptop. And even though I didn't have those meetings, I had a fuck ton of emails to get through. Plus I have two new employees starting on Monday. So I'm like working on their onboarding. I have to set up these meetings. I have all this email traffic. I'm hosting this delegation on Tuesday. I'm like, damn, the wheels can't stop spinning because Mike has to do, you know, law and order. So we're settled in. They're going through this proceedings and they've taken 10 people out of the room. Okay. Sorry, guys, you're goners. Maybe it's a good thing. Then what they start doing is you have to fill out some forms. One's a demographic form. You hand that in. Another is like a 20 question questionnaire. And if you've never been fortunate enough to go into one of these things, I'll give you an example. So the questionnaire could have something like, have you ever been victim of a crime? Have you ever con- you know, uh, committed a crime? Uh, how likely are you to trust a police officer? How unlikely are you to let- trust the police officer? Uh, yes or no answers. So word that differently. And then they would have things like, um, what else was on there? A couple other questions just around, I think, temperament, right? So they're asking these questions to really understand your temperament against, um, you know, law, <laughs> quite frankly. So you have to hold on to that document and you only need it when you're interviewed. So what we do then is then get another set of paperwork, which is our voucher for lunch, uh, which is actually just your stipend for the end of the day. And for those of you thinking you're going to get rich on this scheme, it's a $9 stipend, okay? Parking in town is more than that, so that kind of makes you laugh. But anyway, I digress. They have a restaurant list now, so they do have reciprocal agreements at Subway, 10%. Cash that check today. We'll get there. So I'm setting the stage here, right? So then we have these 40 people left in this room, and they're now organizing us, and they're calling names, and they're lining people up one through 40. So you're sitting every other seat in this giant empty courtroom. And the the judge has entered. There's a small table up front that has like eight seats around it. And the rest of this is, think of it like auditorium style, but it's flat. And so we're moving into these seats. So I get called and I'm now number um, 14. And so as they're calling you, they're assigning you your number. And so you're like, boop, 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 like rearranging this whole room, like a much more organized checkers board. So every other seat is a person and that person has a number. And the problem with this new seat assignment that I have is that it's no longer near a plug. And my piece of shit work computer, which I do love Dell's, but it's a Dell and it literally has 48 minutes of battery life. So this fucking thing's dead. I can't plug it in. I'm like trying to do email from my iPhone. I'm like, this is a disaster. So now I'm annoyed because I have to actually hear what's going on. (laughs) I can't just distract myself. And time's crawling. So they get us all lined up and they basically give a quick little readout of the case, which for legal reasons, I do not think I should share on a public podcast. But just know this was a criminal, not a civil case. And the charges may or may not have been 
allegedly armed robbery, assault and battery, and intent to do something, which I kind of trailed off on because I was like, well, this is more serious than I thought, which means I should have listened more. (laughs) Anyway, so they read this off, and what they do is they bring in the two prosecution attorneys, the two defense attorneys, and the client, right? The, The defendant in the case. And then they have a courtroom person who's kind of like the tip staff who's helping to kind of manage the calling up of the people who will be, I'm going to use the word deposed. I know that's not right, but basically loosely interrogated. My friend Courtney gave me the, it's called voyeur doyer or voyeur dyer. I don't know. It's like a brief inquisition of a juror to see if they fit the mold. And they have a series of hierarchical things that they can dismiss me for. They can dismiss me because of a bias. They can dismiss me because they don't like my answers. They can dismiss me because they don't like my shoes. But basically, they're going through and Rolodexing and hopefully canvassing for people they feel they can flip, obviously, to their way, whether prosecution or defense. And it's interesting because it is a nice team effort, I guess you'd say, because it's not like you meet with them different, like they are all at the same table. Anyway, what I felt was weird about this one is that they did it in front of everybody. In the times past that I've done this, when I met Squirrel last season and had to go on that field trip, they did this whole rigmarole up until this point, but you went behind a closed door to answer those questions. So this time it was out loud. And, you know, some of those questions could be a little more intimate. You know, someone's um, relationship to police or not, or someone's temperament around crimes um, or inflicted or victim of. Like, you know, it's just interesting. So... They get up to me. Oh, no, no, I skipped a part. Hello, the biggest part. So as they're calling all of our names, these attorneys are piling into the room. And one of the defense attorneys, I don't recognize because we're all masked up. And, you know, I'm not really like studying their faces. I'm like, what are the odds I know these people? I'm not like studying them to see if I know them. Well, here when they um, called out the names after we were all seated, they said, okay, does anyone know, you know, blibbity, blobbity, blibbity, blobbity, these names? And they said, if as after each name, you had to raise your hand. Well, I raised my hand because they said, this gentleman's name's Andy. And I do know him. He was a year ahead of us in college, and WJ was small. So I had known him because he ran track with my roommate, Greg. So at first, I'm thinking, huh, I don't know if this is a bias, but I think it could be. I mean, what are the odds I actually know this guy? And here I am, sweating putty balls, and I'm going to be on a case for five days. This could be my ticket to ride. So it's my turn to get up there, and uh, I sit down, and you know, Andy was kind, and he said, you know, hi, Mike, Ernie goes, hi, and he's like, "Um, you were Greg uh, French's roommate, right? And I said, oh, yeah, I was, Um, you know, hi. And so the prosecution attorney turns to me, and he goes, so um, from you raising your hand, and um, also attorney Andy, let us know that he does know you, um, could you comment on how you know each other? And I said, oh, sure, well, you know, he ran track with my college roommate, and it's a small school, so everybody kind of knew everybody, but, um, you know, whatever. And then he's like, okay, well, where did you go to school? I said, W and J. And he's like, well, how big is the student body? And I said, oh, it's around 1400. So each class size is about three to 400. So again, it's much like the scale of a high school where you kind of know of everybody. I wouldn't say that I intimately knew Andy or was friends with him, but like, I know Andy to know him, right? Kind of thing. And so He's like, okay. And then Andy's like shaking his head in the grand. He's like, have you kept up with Andy post-college? And I said, oh, no. Um, you know, I wouldn't consider us friends to the point where we've maintained a relationship. And so everyone's in the grants. And so he's kind of like pausing. And I said, I do want to make another thing clear, though. Um, I know you're looking at me thinking that I also ran track. And I just want to clear it up. I didn't. So I know you're thinking that. <laughs> and so everyone's laughing, including the criminal. I'm sorry, the alleged criminal. 
right? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just kidding, kind of. So anyway, uh, we are sitting there laughing and they're like, okay. Uh, and he's getting real kind of cagey. And he's like, so, you know, because you kind of know Andy and Andy knows you, um, you know, uh, do you think you could remain unbiased in the proceedings of this court, given that Andy will be da, da, da. And I said, I'm going to make this real easy for you guys. I don't mean this any offense. I would care to know none of you. If I'm going to be totally honest, <laughs> I don't want to know you. Okay. I just, I think I don't want to know you all. And he starts laughing. He's like, honestly, I would agree with that. And then they all turn to each other, kind of nodding their heads. And um, they said, okay, we don't even need to go any further. You know, you're, you're free to go. And so I said, okay, that, that sounds good. And I'm walking away, you know, prune proverb, don't fuck this up. And so I go back to my seat and this girl, I'm going to call her Nance, who I had kind of had like a little rapport with throughout the day. Cause after my laptop died, what do you do? Play Wordle? I did ultimately give in to that. When I'm talking to this lady. She couldn't have been more bothered that she had to be there. She's like, I've ducked and dodged this for years. I've only done this once before. I can't believe that they're questioning everyone in front of everyone. This is bullshit. It's hot in here. They have shitty coffee. I'm like, you know what, girl, you're not wrong at any turn here. You're so spot on with this. So she's like, wow, what did you say? You got out of that fast. I was like, oh, it turns out I know the one attorney. She's like, you lucky duck. I'm like, it's the only nice thing he's ever done for me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I really don't know him that well, but I know him enough. That it, you just shouldn't know. So fast forward, we get through a few more people and they're like, okay, we're going to break for lunch. It's 12.15, be back at 1.30. And I'm like, drats, I really thought I'd just get out of here because it's like clear I'm not getting picked. So here's what we're going to do on our lunch break, right? We're three blocks away from traffic court. Traffic court's scheduled for tomorrow. But because today did come to fruition and I had to take a whole day out of the office, I had some meetings, I had to rearrange and some things that I, there's no way I'm going to traffic court tomorrow too and spending three fucking hours pleading not guilty to a ticket that I did probably earnestly earn. I just think it's not right. So I get down to traffic court, which by the way, is in the fucking gutter. If you've ever been there, it is under the Liberty Bridge next to a construction site beside the jail. It's like an overpass. It's like dripping, dirty, muddy water next to construction, poorly lit next to the jail. So perfect. This is where we're going for like child support cases, court of common pleas, and traffic violations. So I go up to the second floor after they fucking derobe you there. They have tighter security than fucking TSA. I had to take my belt off, everything out of my pockets. I mean, this is egregious. I'm like, I got one hour to get this done. I don't have time for this. I got to get a fucking sandwich. So I get up to the traffic court. This woman couldn't have been kinder. It is literally a rave on the second floor. I don't know if everybody just decided to fucking illegally park their cars at the same time, but there are fucking people everywhere. I'm, I'm not shitting you when I tell you there's like 60 people in this vestibule waiting for their courtrooms. And there's courtrooms one through five. There's the traffic court clerk. I'm like, this place is fucking, this is a casino. This is absolutely a casino. And these people are just writing blank checks. Okay. So I go up to the window. It's behind the plexiglass. I think it was a pre-COVID move. And I'm like, look, here's the deal. I called ahead on my walk over here. And they're like, oh, yep. I said, I have a, I pleaded not guilty, which resulted in a case scheduled for tomorrow. I can no longer attend. And I kind of supermaned her. Like I opened my coat and I had my juror sticker on. I was like, because as luck would have it, I have jury duty. So I, you know, I can't make it to court. Looking for a little sympathy, possibly a discount. Turns out they do not negotiate on traffic tickets. So I'm just going to save you some hot air there. They don't. This isn't Marshall's where if it's scratched, you can get 12% off. They're not playing that game. As kind as she was, she basically told me to fuck off. 
So I had to re-sign the form that I'm guilty, just stung a little bit because it's like, I'm really not guilty of doing anything besides convenience, but fine. So I, <laughs> so I then am told, I said, okay, well, can I just pay the one fifteen? She's like, do you have a check? And I was like, is this 1975? I do not have a check. I have a fucking visa card. She's like, cool, cool, cool. I shit you not. She, we walked down to the next window where there are vertical blinds from 1975. She fires up a computer that has windows 95, which then on my side of the plexiglass is the keyboard and mouse to double click on an icon and follow a step-by-step 12 step guide. That's masking taped to the plexiglass. Okay. It's a word document to open this program, go to this website, click on this thing, open this drop down, enter in this code, fucking touch your nipples three times and pay the money. So I do all this shit twice because the first time I did miss a step and I plugged it all into the wrong system. So I had to do it again. And now mind you, there's chaos in swing behind me. There are these 60 people screaming and hollering. People are in and out of the courtroom. I swear to God, Mike Holden from channel fucking four was literally, is he at channel four? No, he's at channel 11. He's going behind me with a camera crew. This is true. Going into a courtroom to go get some late breaking news. I'm like, this is insane. I'm on a lunch break from jury duty. I got to get out of here. So I pay the 115 and this is the best part. A $2.75 convenience fee. You can fuck all the way off with your convenience fee. Okay, I'm down here in the gutter. I trudged over here. So now I got a boot scoot because I have exactly 35 minutes left to get a Subway sandwich. And I had illusions of grandeur that I was going to be getting a Capital Grill steak lunch. Mm, not today. So the people at the Subway were generous and kind. They gave me the 10% frequent flyer discount because my jury badge. So that was exciting. Saving those 60 cents on my $6 sandwich really made up for the one fifteen dollars I just blew on the parking ticket. But I digress. Boot scoot back to the 1.30 appointment at the jury duties people. And lickety split. You could tell these people slugged down a couple Cokes at lunch and they were ready to roll. The next two people, they, they kind of nodded on. I could see this was wrapping up. They disappear for a minute. They come back. They read off the eight names. They needed these eight people to make up the final jury of 12 plus two. They do 12 jurors plus two alternates. This rounded it out. Done. I'm expecting my girl to come back out with her pink pom-poms and say, well, let's wrap this up. That does not happen. What happens next is she says, okay, everyone, thank you for your patience. Those jurors have been selected and moved on. That closes up this case. However, there are active courtrooms down the hall that are still wrapping up, and I'm waiting for one more to call to make sure that I can relieve you for the day. This conversation, this enchanted little cherub of a conversation happens at, mm, I would say, pushing two o'clock. What time did I get dismissed, you ask? 3.05. So for an hour and five minutes, we sat there literally watching paint dry. I did download Wordle. I can see why it could be addicting. I also don't know how it got to be so addicting. Eh, could have been my headspace. I think it's fun. I don't think it's fucking Disney World. So I'm not so sure about the national, international hype, but I don't know. But I did get today's word. And you know what? You're going to listen to this after with the word place so I can say it. The word was humor. And I found that to be incredibly ironic that on a game I've held out for weeks to download because I'm not a bandwagon person, but I was in a moment of weakness, a bandwagon person. And the word that it presented was humor on a day that was so ironic. I just was like, this world plays crazy tricks on me. So we get out of there. I get a Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I'm living my life. I'm out. I'm a free man.
So the moral of this story is, <laughs> one, I don't understand how I'm getting picked. It, they tell me it's random. They said, the guy did say, it's on the re- voter registration list and off of the driver's license list. Seems like a pretty wide swath of people. I'm not sure how I keep getting my fucking number called. But I did my civic duty. I think I'm better for it. I'm certainly more informed on where to park my vehicle. And at the end of the day, I wrote my $9 back to them as a donation. Uh, with my girl Nance, we both were like, we ain't waiting in no queue for 9 bucks." So we submitted ours as a donation. We smiled. We laughed. We got out of there. And uh, you know what? That was the Courtroom Chronicles. Oh man, <laughs> you gotta laugh. I mean, truly, I, I don't think I've even fully processed everything that happened, but uh, yeah, fulfilled my civic duty, <laughs> got off the hook, thanks to Andy and I guess uh, Greg's distant relationship as a track person. Um, and at the end of the day, you know, I had to then run back. I actually had a 3.30 call that I made it in time for, and then I had a work happy hour um, with uh, basically a partner in town. So I go to this happy hour, everything's hunky-dory, and <laughs> just to put a little icing on the cake, I'm leaving this garage in the strip district near Wiggle, and it's a garage I've parked in many a time, but I couldn't remember where the kiosk was to prepay, so I just was going to pay on my way out. Nine dollars, by the way. Whoopsie. So I put my chase card in, it's the card I always use, and I'm not paying any attention, and the machine starts making this horrid... <laughs> And as it's making this horrific sound as if it's eating my credit card, I happen to notice a sign that I blaze past that says, do not use metal credit cards in this machine. So now I have a car behind me with his lights on, my card seemingly getting eaten, and a little bit of sweat starting to emerge. It spits out the card. It also spits out my ticket and rejects it. I put it back in. I put a Discover card in, which is plastic. It says we don't take Discover. Third time's the charm, I used my debit card in the kiosk, which I don't like to do, and off I went. The moral of the story is, <laughs> I don't know if I can park anywhere in this town. I'm getting fucked, even when, even when I try and do it earnestly. See, this is why I just park wherever the fuck I want and get a ticket. Anyway, <laughs> if you're listening to this on a Friday, I hope you treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. I need to watch it on the treating myself. My pockets are a little light these days thanks to these fines. But um, I hope you have a great weekend. And if you ever get summoned for jury duty, let me know.